We see an interesting Yisod. Rosh has told us already Rivka's intervention changed the course of history. Harifka is ensuring that Yaakov with the brachas guaranteed that we, the children of Yaakov, would become the Amman Yivchar. So, of course, we give Rivka credit for her role in shaping Klai Yisrael. But if we think about it, it could be that Rivka's role is even more than that. You know, the pasuk we've mentioned before in Yisraelim, it says, Shema Bini Musa Ravicho and there's two interesting changes. Firstly, when it comes to the father, it says Shema, as if you're listening to something new. Whereas when it comes to the mother, it says Altitosh. Don't forsake, don't abandon. It's the mashma, something you already have. So the father has to give us something more, which a person is meant to listen to, accept. Whereas what the mother gives is something the child already has and therefore the warning is don't abandon it. Similarly, by the father it's Musa Ravicha. Whereas by the mother it's Teirasimecha. What's the role we spoke about before of the Chinuch of the mother? And the aside, this is the biggest side, and that is a child grows up in a certain household, in a certain environment, and what they see around them, and what they get used to, and what they grow up with, that's accepted as normal. That's accepted as the regular. And anything different to that is seen as a change. I always give us an example. If you ask a room full of people like there is here, is it normal to stand or to sit for Kiddush? It's your dirt, it's a machlekes, it's your dirt, the different minhagim. But if I ask everyone, is it normal to stand and to sit? I'm sure everybody would think naturally to what they, they grew up with, and that's the normal. Those people who stood up for Kiddush, it's normal to stand. That's to sit down for Kiddush, it's normal to sit. Because the person accepts what they always did, that's normal. That's what we call Torah Simecha. The Torah of the mother is something the child grew up with. It's the teachings they started with, it's the lifestyle they're accustomed to, it's the routine that they became part of their life. And therefore, if a mother instills in her children the principles of Yiddishkeit, their routine is based on the Torah. What they do is conformant with Halacha. Then we say it's the Maltitosh Torah Don't abandon the Torah of your mother. Now, that's a starting point. That's a foundation. What the father can do is the father can try and improve beyond that. The father can try and offer direction and advice to help the child grow to greater heights, to help him achieve greater results. But that's already Musa Ravicha.
The Musar is the instruction which the child is is advised to listen to because it can help him achieve further. But something is new. Something he has to take on. And in a way it's not as powerful or it's not as deep-seated as the Torah of the mother. So I brought down that the difference between Yaakov and Esau a factor which led to Yaakov becoming a tzaddik is that when Esau went out in the field to an Ish Sadeh, Yaakov was Yeshavahim. Yaakov remained in the tents. And there are different opinions in the Mephoshim whose tents we're talking about. One of the opinions is it was the tents of Yitzchak and Rivka. And yes, growing up in the tent of Rivka had an effect on Yaakov which Esav didn't have because he was an Ishtade. He spent the time out in the field. And therefore Rivka was much more able to mold Yaakov, so to speak, than she was with Esav. I was thinking this goes back a step even earlier. You know, we find after Sarim dies, Yitzchak is in mourning. And it's only after he marries Rivka, which was three years later, that it says, Vayinachim Yitzchak Achareimoy. Yitzchak was comforted after his mother. And Chazal tell us that when Sarah was alive, the candle remained burning. When Sarah was alive, the bread was always fresh. When Sarah was alive, there was a honor of the Shechina above the tent. And when Rivka married Yitzchak, those brachas came with her. I think this is the Yisad. In a way, we could even say why Yitzchak missed Sarah more than Avram did. Because for Yitzchak, that was a normal home. Yitzchak grew up in a home where it was normal that the candle would always burn. Where the, no- the regularity was that there should be the Shekhar on top of the tent. Avram didn't. Avram grew up in the house of Terach. Avram and Sarah worked together to achieve such a stage. It was a tremendous night. But for Yitzchak that was normal. He grew up in such a house. And therefore when Sarah died and those brachas left, Yitzchak felt, so to speak, this wasn't normal. This wasn't his home. It's only when he married Rivka and those brachas returned that Yitzchak felt comforted. So to speak, the home he was used to had been recreated. It's an amazing idea. Let's develop it a step further. The Pasuk says, If the fathers, the parents eat grapes which are bitter, it's the teeth of the children which will suffer from it. We see very often that when there's one door that's sinful, Hashem doesn't punish them. But if their children continue the same sinful path, then Hashem punishes the children. The Gemara says that Hashem visits the sins of the fathers unto the sons if they continue the same sins. Okay, so let's say they also are guilty. Why do they deserve punishment more than their fathers? 
And the answer is, the fathers, the first generation of the sinners, they decided to do wrong, they decided to do, to go off the derech, they decided to anger Hashem, and it's terrible. And definitely they deserve to be punished for that. But deep down, it's not normal. They know they're doing something wrong. And if that's the case, there's the hope that they'll still realize that they're mistaken to each other. Whereas for the generation of their children who were brought up in such a home, they were brought up in an atmosphere of rebellion. They were brought up in a house of abandonment of terror. Then for that, that's the norm. That's the basics. And if that's the case, the possibility of them doing trivia is so much less. The Dara which got sucked into the evil of the Haskalah or the reform or communism and forsook Yiddishkeit to some level were aware that it was their decision which led them to where they landed up. But the Dara of their children who grew up without Shabbos, without Kashos, without Torah and thought that's what we are. we just like everybody, every guy on the street. So for them, they didn't feel a sense of, so to say, belonging to the Torah and its lifestyle, which they didn't have. They felt what they had was normal. And therefore, like I said, the likelihood of them doing Torah is better, is much less. And it applies to us also. Even if it's on such a drastic scale. Is it normal to come to davening on time? So for children who grow up in a house where everyone's, the, the parents are always marked with the come to davening on time, then of course that's normal. Children who grow up in a house where the parents rock up to davening in the middle of Rikos Krishna or even later. So no, that's a normal. And once again, if you'd ask that father, he might feel guilty. He might say, yes, it's true, I really should come on time. It's just hard for me or I'm lazy or whatever the reason might be. But if you ask his son, he will see it's fine. That's when we come to Davini. That's the way we do things. That's the power of Torah Simecha. That's also the danger of Torah Simecha. Those things we've achieved, those areas we've improved, those positive changes we've made in our lives, our children will see that as normal. They'll Except, unquestioningly, that's the way to act. So on the one hand, they're starting off in a better place. What took us time to achieve, by then becomes a axiom, a first principle. And we see this by Avraham Avinu. The Arachaim says in the Pasuk of Lech Lecha, that Hashem spoke to Avram before he appeared to him. Hashem only appears to Avram later. He already speaks and says, Lech Lecha. And the other Nevi, we don't find that. Says the since Avram was the Rishon Shavik Tosha, he was the first one. So therefore, he first to show his loyalty to Hashem by obeying him before Kodesh Baruch was willing to reveal himself. And so why doesn't the same test apply 
Why don't those have to prove themselves before Hashem reveals Himself to them? Says Larachaim, because they follow in the after Avram. So therefore, the matters Avram had become second and had to work to achieve, become second nature to his children. That's on the positive. And the negative is true as well. The failings of the parent, the mistakes that he might make, even if deep down they know it's wrong and intend one day to repent for, but for the children that becomes the norm. And it's not even considered to be something which is wrong. Let's look at an example of this. There are 24 Mishmaras of the Kohana. One of them called Bilga lost their personal space in the Beis HaMikdash. The ring that Fashkita was sealed, the closet they had was locked, boarded up. It was this being shown they weren't wanted in the Beis HaMikdash. And what did the family of Bilga do wrong? The Gemara tells us that there was a certain girl in the family named was Miriam Basbilga. And in the time of the Greeks, she married, she intermarried to a Greek officer. And when the Greeks conquered Yerushalayim, she went up to the Mizbech and slapped it with her shoe and said, Lucas, you're a wolf. You're eating, so to speak, the money of the Jewish people. Consuming their carbonus, and you're not doing anything for them. And Chazal said, if a member of a family could say something like that, then the whole family doesn't deserve to die either. Why? Says the Gemara at the end of Sukkah, because Shusta diyanuka b'shuka, What the child says in the street either comes from the father or from the mother. So, are we suspecting or accusing her parents of also hitting them his back and saying the same thing? No. But what it means is, is that she grew up at home with a feeling that the avoider, so to speak, is taking up Jewish money and not achieving anything. She grew up in an atmosphere of zilzal of the avoider. And if that's the case, it's true she took it to the next step. But it was built on a foundation which was wrong, which she picked up at home. And again, we're not surprised because we know that this was the mistake of the Kohanim. In the generations before the Greeks, the Navi Malachi tells that to them. He says, Lachem Makonim Aboizim Mishmi. He says, To you, the Kohanim, who are disgracing my name. And the Kohanim said, By me, Shemecho. How did we disgrace you? And the Navi described it to them. And he said, you consider the avoid of Hashem to be something disgusting. And we look for the weakest and the sickest animals to bring us korbanos because chaval. To ruin a good work animal in the Mizbech. What attitude does it give? That the Mizbech is unnecessary? That it's a waste of a good animal? That's exactly the Ruach. That's exactly the spirit that this girl Miriam Basbilgo picked up. The problem was in the Torah Simecha. The problem was in the 
atmosphere which she imbibed from her family. And that's why those koinim didn't deserve to continue to do avail in the Basim English. They were koinim. But they were shown as if they weren't wanted. Their place in the Basim English was taken away from them. So to finish with a very touching story on this point. There's a certain Jew, a survivor of the Holocaust. He had been through the camps, he had lost everything, his whole family. And yet, he remained from every minag, everything he remembered from his parents' home from before the war, he clung to tenaciously. It's tzaddik. There was just one peculiarity. And that is, every time when he used to daven, he used to finish with the tefillah and he used to say, Which literally means, it is our duty to forget Hashem. Instead of saying the shabayach with the base, which means to praise Hashem, he used to say the shakayach with the chof, which means to forget Hashem. And people tried to point out to him that he's making a mistake and he refused to hear it. So they brought him to one of the big rabbis at the time. No, the person isn't meant to be claiming he's forgetting Hashem. And the rabbi asked him, why do you always say Lenin Shakech? And this man said, I remember that's what my father used to say at home. And everything in my life, I haven't changed anything from what I saw at home. So I don't care, you show me what it says inside, that's what I remember my father saying, that's what I'm going to say. And the Rebbe told the people who had come to complain, he said, leave him. He said, his whole Yiddishkeit is based on continuing what his father did. That's what remained by him, what kept him strong. If you're going to change anything about what he thinks was happened at home, whether it did or didn't, whether it's right or wrong, but then he's lost the whole foundation that he's built himself on. He's lost the whole basis of his tenacious connection to Yiddishkeit. It's very he thinks he's doing everything he did in his father's house. And that's the Yisad. The Torah can be so strong that wherever a person has been through, that remains the anchor, that remains the norm. And this is particularly the Koyach of the mother. The mother who, from the beginning, is the one who sets the tone and sets the atmosphere. And builds the spirit which the children grow up in. The father can be there afterwards to direct, to elevate, to instruct, to advise. But what creates the, so to speak, the anchor, what creates the reality which a child grows up in and therefore believes is the, is the right and the correct and the normal way to be, that's a Tarasi the home that Yitzchak grew up in was the home of Rivka. The tents that Yaakov stayed in were the tents of, of again, the time that Yitzchak grew up was the home of Sarah. That was normal for him. The home where Yaakov grew up in was the tents of Rivka. That was normal for him. And that became a big factor in what molded them into the next link in the chain of the Avos. And that's always been a big factor our key continues, so to speak, the identity 
of Klai Yisrael.